Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Adi Bolaños in San Francisco. L.A. City Council member Kevin DeLeon says he will not resign. My constituents deserve representation. I know I have to do the hard work. I have to do the really damn hard work to repair and to restore, you know, the, the breach of trust that, that I've lost with so many folks. You know, but my district does deserve representation, and I plan on continuing to represent my constituents. DeLeon spoke to Spanish-language station Univision and KCAL 9 television in Los Angeles. He's one of three council members who were caught on tape making racist and generally nasty remarks while plotting to grow their political power. They were his first sit-down interviews since the audio recording was released. This has been really difficult and really painful. Yeah. I'm just so profoundly sorry for the, the hurt that I've caused, you know, for so many communities in the city of Los Angeles. In a statement, City Council President Paul Krikorian said, apologies will not be nearly enough to undo the damage that this city has suffered. And there's no seat for racism, exclusion, and disrespect on the LA City Council. The scandal has already led to the resignation of former city council president Nuri Martinez and calls from President Joe Biden, among others, for those involved to step down. But so far, De Leon and fellow council member Hill Cedillo have resisted and remain in office. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. About 5,000 Riverside County residents will receive duplicate vote-by-mail ballots for next month's midterm election due to a computer system error. County officials say despite the mistake, voters will not be able to vote twice. Each ballot has a unique barcode that's activated once a person votes, voiding any other ballot under that person's name. Riverside County Registrar of Voters Rebecca Spencer is recommending that anyone who receives a second ballot destroy the extra copy. 
Now we turn to our continuing coverage of the propositions on the state's November ballot. Next up, Prop 29, a measure that's about healthcare profits, union and corporate clout, and kidneys. Yes, kidneys. My co-host Saul Gonzalez explains. Hey, Maudie. I'm going to start by introducing you to someone I know pretty well. I'm Joanne Frost. And what's our relationship? Saul's mother-in-law. <laughs> and Joanne, who's 87, is also one of the estimated 80,000 Californians who get dialysis because of damaged kidneys. That means three times a week, she goes to a clinic and gets hooked up to a machine that cleans waste material from her blood. The machine doing the work of what healthy kidneys would do. Each dialysis session, which lasts between three to four hours, leaves Joanne feeling exhausted. It really tires you. I'm sleepy all the rest of the day. I just, I'm really tired. You feel like you've really been through something. I've been drained. Yeah. Yeah. But for people like Joanne with serious kidney problems, not getting dialysis just isn't an option. If I can't be attached to that machine every three days, I'll die. That's it. Into this life and death treatment comes Proposition 29 on the state's November ballot. If passed, the measure would require the state's 650 licensed dialysis clinics to have physicians or nurse practitioners on staff, along with dialysis technicians. The heart and soul of this is we're going to add a clinician to the dialysis clinic when care is being delivered. We think it's uh, incredibly important. That's David Miller, research director of SEIU United Healthcare Workers. It's the labor union that's behind Proposition 29. We think there's millions of bad incidents of quality of care and dialysis clinics, and we think adding a clinician or an MD to the clinic would help resolve some of the poor care. So we think it's very important in terms of improving patient quality. The dialysis industry has a very different take. It argues the state's dialysis clinics are already safe and well-staffed, and the cost of adding more personnel would force the industry to make cuts and close clinics. Prop 29, the dialysis industry says, is about union clout, not health care. The motives of the groups behind Prop 29 are ballot box extortion. That's Kathy Fairbanks, a spokesperson for the No on Prop 29 campaign. Fairbanks argues the ballot measure is really part of a long-term pressure campaign by SEIU United Healthcare Workers to increase its membership. It's not about patient care. It's not about improving patient care. It's about trying to unionize dialysis workers when they have so far said to the union, we're not interested. This is the union's way of putting pressure on the dialysis providers. Two past attempts to pass dialysis industry reform propositions in California, both backed by the union, failed at the ballot box, with dialysis companies spending big to defeat them. And the industry is once again opening its wallet to oppose Prop 29, raising more than $86 million so far. Prop 29 proponents say what the industry is spending to defeat the measure shows that it has deep pockets and can add staff without closing clinics. Dialysis is a three and a half billion dollar business in California, dominated by two companies, DeVita Incorporated and Fresenius Medical Care. Again, David Miller of SEIU UHW. 80 or 90 percent of this industry is for profit, um, and this would restrict the amount of money that they could return to their shareholders. You know, so I think we're having a big fight over where the dollar goes. We're trying to wrestle it back into patient care. We think that's at the crux of the fight. And what do dialysis patients think, like my mother-in-law? 
I just want my procedure done. I just want to make sure that they stay open so that I can, my kidneys can keep functioning. That emphasis on survival is what's important to tens of thousands of dialysis patients in the state, no matter what happens to Prop 29. Madi? Thanks, Saul. That was the California Report's Saul Gonzalez. This story is a part of a project from the California Newsroom, a collaboration of California's public radio stations, NPR, and CalMatters. And that's the California Report for Thursday, October 20th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the Wesley Foundation, recognizing young social entrepreneurs through the Wesley Prize for Young Innovators of California. Information about how to apply is available at wesley.org. Personal Capital providing people with financial tools like the Retirement Planner to help them achieve their financial goals, personalcapital.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, coming this fall, the launch of research vessel FALCOR-2, advancing the frontiers of ocean science and exploration, on the web at schmidtocean.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.